नमस्ते एंड वेलकम टू दर्ड पॉडकास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द ईयर 2022. ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ द होल एस फैमिली आई वुड लाइक टू थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन दिस इज आर मार्च एपिसोड नंबर 81 वन ऑफ एस ए पी इंटीग्रेशन एंड एक्सटेंशन टॉक डियर लिस्नर्स वर्किंग फ्रॉम होम गिव्स मी एम्पल अमाउंट ऑफ टाइम टू बी विथ मदर नेचर एंड यस्टडे I took a long walk and I could see the ice melt and the water slowly gushing out while I held my jacket a bit stronger spring ushered into my ears that it's just around the corner and I also saw some kids were sailing their kites in open skies so until the robin returns let's hear what we have today in this episode we have three main sections first we will talk about some latest additions to our services portfolio of sap integration and extension second a deep dive conversation with development architect of one such business service and finally some roadmap items of our btp services on that note let's quickly visit the new features and offerings that are recently added to the sap integration and extension portfolio from the learning side of the house with our new open sap hands on course titled ride with sap hana wave you will get insights into sap hana and sap hana cloud in this course first you will get a baseline introduction to in memory database technology and the various deployment options available on premise and in the cloud followed up by exploring the mechanisms for connecting to data and making it available for business insights if you are a developer business analyst database administrator or a cloud technologist this course is for you now you may have already seen some previews of the sap analytics cloud administration cockpit earlier this year In Q1 2022 it is generally available to all customers. With this administration cockpit you get fast and easy access to your system usage information, easier identification and reporting of authorization, assignments regarding user, teams, roles, sharing settings of folders, stories and more such capabilities. This will help administrators proactively manage their SAP Analytics cloud tenants. These were some of the new additions. To know more about these features and other business services, please refer the show notes. You can also give us a shout out on our social media channels with your questions. Links to them also in the show notes. Now moving on to our second segment of the podcast. Also the highlight of this episode we have a special guest from the SAP BTP Runtimes and Core stakeholder engagement team under the umbrella of SAP Extension Suite and the topic that we will focus and talk about is SAP BTP Schema Runtime and we have Arthur Perry as a development architect from Chicago United States joining us for this talk Welcome Arthur to our third podcast of the year 2022. Thank you. 
Great. So before we start talking about the service and, you know, deep dive, I have a small game, you know, a fun guessing game uh, for you and also for our listeners. So are you, are you ready to play? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Lay it on me. Okay, <laughs> great. Great. So, so the game is, uh, I will be reading an abstract, obviously tech-related, and uh, you must guess from where it is, like a movie, a novel, or a famous quote. You can always ask for hints if you are stuck. Ready? Okay, yes. <laughs> Great. So, the abstract is, <clears throat> people come to the oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay for all the things they can be. What is it? Oh, wow. Um, sounds like it's some kind of uh, spa or self-help place. Um, can I get a hint? Your first hint is Oasis, the term that is referred here, is a virtual reality world. Ah. Hmm. Is it uh, like Ready Player One? Oh, bingo, Arthur. That's that's exactly the right answer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So uh, thanks, Arthur, for that for that answer. And if time allows, I would also request the listeners to, you know, uh, please watch it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so as we have the expert online with us, uh, let's start with a very basic but very important question. Uh, Arthur, we also have, you know, uh, some first time listeners. So can you please give them an executive summary about Kima and uh, SAP BTP Kima runtime? Yes, I'd be have very happy to. Um, so kima-project.io, so Kima Project, that's where you can go to get the information on our open source um, uh, project that underlies this offering. And it's and just to quote our mission for the Kima project, Kima is the opinionated set of Kubernetes-based modular building blocks that includes the necessary capabilities to develop and run enterprise-grade cloud-native applications. It is the open path to the SAP ecosystem supporting business scenarios end-to-end. So that's a mouthful, but to break it down, we like to say it provides a batteries included set of features. So some things like serverless functions, um, an eventing um, mechanism, full, fully built out observability um, for your uh, applications and extensions running there. Um, we have an API gateway, a service mesh, and service management. And in order to manage all this, we also have a UI dashboard and a command line interface as well. Um, the open source Kima project relies on a lot of other open source components, um, which is industry leading, obviously Kubernetes. Um, for service mesh, uh, we have Istio. For uh, security and um, uh, uh, the authorization things, we have things like Ori. Um, messaging is provided by NATS. Um, and then in the observability area, we have Prometheus for uh, you know the monitoring, um, Jaeger for service tracing, and then Loki for log management. And we wrap that up in a Grafana dashboard um, that can be used to you know build your dashboards and track everything. Now, SAP Business Technology Platform Kima Runtime 
is a fully supported BTP service. And it has a consumption-based you know, billing uh, uh, model. And it uses the Kima project open source as its underlying technology or platform. Um, it's totally integrated into business technology platform, and we it runs alongside other runtimes such as you know Neo or Cloud Foundry. <clears throat> and business technology platform for the runtime for the Kima runtime provides a managed control plane that allows secure connections of our SAP business solution portfolio, as well as other BTP services that add a lot of value to that ecosystem. And, and I mentioned behind the scenes, the control plane uses Gardner, which is another SAP open source project to provision and manage the Kubernetes clusters that are created. Wonderful. So is there a focus group or let's say specific personas, you know, that can make the most of this service? Absolutely. For sure, I would say the target persona for Kima is really the developer. Um, we have a big effort for developer experience. Um, there's a lot more coming, but um, for Kima, um, the developer will really be interacting with Kima for a coding of their serverless functions, deployment and testing of their microservices, their extensions to those SCP solutions, and their straight up applications. Um, so beyond the developer, though, of course, we would, you know, support DevOps people and SREs who, you know, they maintain and support the production applications. And they also build and monitor the, you know, pipeline, the build pipelines for any changes to those applications. And then lastly, I want to say this is really, we see this as a game changer for partners. Um, they can deliver not only extensions and customizations for their customers within the SAP ecosystem, but they can also develop, deliver value added services that could potentially be sold in like a mar marketplace context. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Arthur, definitely you made the developer and the other SAP ecosystem slightly bit happier today. <laughs> so uh, Arthur, as with uh, SAP business technology platform and its business services, we also have this SAP BTP Kima runtime. So how do they both differ, you know, on ground? Like on one side we have Kima and on the other side we have SAP BTP Kima runtime. Uh, if you can throw some light on that, please. Absolutely. So just I mentioned a little bit about the two, but to really distinguish, we built an open source platform, Kima project that really was, I think, the desire is to put it out into the community, get feedback. And, and as I mentioned, that platform has all these other open source Kubernetes ecosystem, you know, cloud native uh, you know, foundation um, components built into it. So really that's where we can reach out to the community and get support and input and um, have have something that, that I think really has buy-in. Um, now, of course, two things. We want to sort of commercialize this and that's where the SAP business technology platform Kima runtime comes in. Um, but not only do we want to commercialize it, our customers really and partners really do want a fully managed 
uh, solution that is already you know provisioned supported ready to go to plug in their you know sap extensions and so forth so so we really we're covering both angles there and and that's really important nice uh, i heard that you mentioned about gartner uh, which enables provisioning and managing you know kubernetes clusters does this mean that sap as a vendor will take the load of devops Essentially, yes. Now, I want to stress that with uh, with Gardner and the uh, BTP and the Kima runtime and BTP, the Gardner piece is really behind the scenes. Um, I, I just pointed out to show that it's critical that we, you know, use all of our tools and resources and solutions within SAP, um, and and it, it really works well for our internal multi cloud strategy, but also to work well with our customers you know ecosystem as well um, that said it's uh, yes I there are a number of not only with Kima but with other BTP services that enable DevOps for the end developer the end user so we have a BTP command line tool which um, it, even now I can say that they're building out even more features with. Um, and then, of course, Schema has its own command line interface. So these two command line interfaces can be scripted and automated very powerfully to create that end-to-end you know, process that you you need to deliver your solution. And in addition, there we have like our business technology platform um, CI CD services, which you can leverage and which have connectors directly into Schema as well. So uh, during your you know day to day work, uh, what are the typical use cases for you know SAP BTP Kima runtime that you see, and uh, are there any specific business scenarios where this you know exactly fits in? Absolutely. Um, for example, imagine you have an SAP business solution, and let's take. Uh, SAP Commerce Cloud. I like to use that because before I was in this current role for about eight, nine years, I was a CX uh, consultant in SAP services uh, supporting commerce. So it's a real easy go-to for me. But let's say we have a Commerce Cloud um, implementation. We could connect commerce with the Kima runtime with a very simple registration mechanism. And what that does is it creates a secure connection uh, where both asynchronous business events coming from commerce can be subscribed to using your microservices or your serverless functions that run inside Kima. And then all exposed commerce APIs, whether it's the uh, OCC or the integration APIs, they can all be called from those services and functions running in Kima. And this also has the benefit of offloading what I'd call non-core commerce processing to the Kima cluster, which can really improve performance of your core commerce system. And then what we call keep the core clean so that no custom extensions impede any updates or, you know, you know um, ongoing operations of that core commerce system. So to get into further detail, let's say we have like a special pricing function. It looks up customer specific prices and product availability. And we want to do it in real time because some of our, you know, large customers, SAP customers have themselves, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of customers and each one might have a, it's a B2B scenario, might have their own price list, their own availability solution. Now that can become a bit of a bottleneck in the core commerce system because commerce wants to deliver a, a very nice experience for the customer. They want it, you know, want their data, they want it fast. They don't, you know, want to deal with a lot of latencies and things like that. So we offload that into Kima cluster. And then that way, the it when that event is triggered within the the customer the end customer's workflow and it flows over to Kima. Kima can say, look up uh, the price and availability in a highly highly responsive data store. Let's say SAP HANA, or maybe there's Redis or something else running in the cloud is a backing service, and that those can run either in. Um, Kima, or they could be ideally backing services, either provided by SAP BTP or from a hyperscaler, whatever you have. And then that delivers that piece of information back to the uh, commerce system and into the user's interface, the customer's interface, very you know seamlessly. So that's the kind of scenario that we're looking at. Um, also, th those functions, those microservices could be written whatever the developer would like, whether it's you know a JavaScript or Python. Those are the two easily supported languages for serverless functions. And then microservices could literally be anything, um, anything that you can containerize. You can do a Go application or Spring Boot, whatever you want. Um, and so, yeah, I think... Um, that covers the the um, scenario that I was thinking of. But of course, you can think of so many more with all of our other SAP business solutions, applications, UIs, special micro front ends is a concept where we build small UI applications to support a specific business process. Um, these are all things that can be supported and enabled through Kima. Wonderful. I mean, uh, I'm sure this will definitely interest uh, many developers out there. Uh, now I'm sure, you know, that there will be some experts tuning in who already have some hands-on knowledge on this topic. So what new does uh, SAP BTP Kima Runtime brings onto the table, Arthur? Absolutely. Yes. In December, the Open Source Kima project released their version 2.0. Um, now that came with a lot of cool features. And then in February, the SAP BTP Kima runtime adopted those updates. And we've been working through the process of upgrading our clusters. Now, those upgrades should be completely seamless. There's no changes to the service definition whatsoever, but that just you get those new features. And let me roll through those you know, briefly, because it really, I think, makes a big uh, change and opens up a lot more to our developers. So for example, uh, users now have full control over their cluster. It was somewhat limited before with the run, the BTP runtime because of the way that we had um, deployed through um, BTP and some of the um, systems behind the scenes. But now we've opened that up so they can pretty much, developer could update and configure things across their cluster. I will say that the Kubase system namespace and certain resources that are managed by the Kima reconciler are kind of off limits because those directly impact the operation of the cluster and its management. But but apart from that, you really now have full, you know, full access. Um, 
We've changed up the authentication process a bit. It's now based on OpenID Connect. Um, and the default OIDC provider, for example, is the SAP ID service, but you can swap out something else if you want. Um, and even now for um, like the command line interfaces, there's a Kima command line and as well, a, a, you use kubectl. And that um, is now been, um, used to have to download a kube config file that had some your user identity in it. We've taken that out and we now use a plugin for um, interactive login. So now your Kuba config file will never expire. And that's a nice uh, thing because you don't constantly have to be going to the dashboard and downloading a new Kube config. Um, now authorization within the cluster is now handled using native Kubernetes RBAC or role-based authentication or authorization controls. And um, they don't rely on the BTP manage roles and role collections. So it's much easier and, and streamlined to manage your authorization roles. Um, application connectivity has now been redesigned. It's much less complex. So you can hook up external systems in a dynamic way now, um, before you kind of had some limitations and, you know, restrictions on how you connected your external solutions, including SAP business solutions. Um, we have a connectivity proxy, and this is really awesome because it allows connecting on-premise systems into your Kima cluster in a pretty seamless way. So the Kima dashboard is now decoupled from the cluster. It could be used to manage multiple clusters and it's been enhanced to support a lot more um, different functions and resources within the Kima cluster. And so that means it's, it has a guided interface and as well, it could just take YAML directly input and, and you know update or apply changes to those resources. And finally, for API exposure, we now support custom user-managed domains. Before, we were kind of locked into the SAP BTP, you know, a fixed domain um, structure. Now, this can be now completely custom and user-managed. So yes, it's a lot of upgrades. It's a pretty major release, um, but again, should not make anybody who's already on Kima runtime. It's a transparent uh, change for them because we just upgrade the cluster and migrate everything in an automated way. Nice. So yeah, well, quite a many new features, I must say. Uh, now with all these features, uh, where can our listeners find out more about Kima and SAP BTP Kima runtime? If you can tell us, that would be like cherry on top. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I want to leave everyone with. There's a lot more detail and uh, follow up for you. Um, for the open source Kima project, go to kima-project.io. Um, they have a community page and there you will find further links to our Slack workspace and our tag on Stack Overflow. Um, and find tons of community support there and documentation, etc. Um, for the SAP BTP Kima runtime, um, go to help.sap.com and just search for Kima. That's K-Y-M-A, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, that will give you all our help documentation. And um, also, I would suggest check out the Kima runtime tag on um, the SAP Discovery Center. So that's discovery-center.cloud.sap. 
There you can find the overview of the service, the pricing, uh, the consumption-based pricing of the service, as well as um, learning missions that you can follow and get started with. And finally, our, our current roadmap. And then finally, look at the SAP BTP Kima runtime tag on community.sap.com. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so dear listeners, in addition to what Arthur just now mentioned, we also have some missions published on SAP Discovery Center where you can see how enterprises are leveraging the true potential of this open source runtime. All these links to Slack, GitHub, OpenSAP courses, official help guides will be available to you. Please refer these show notes or give us a shout out on our social media channels. Great. With that, on behalf of all our listeners, I would like to thank you, Arthur, that you took out time and gave us a wonderful insight to Kima and the SAP BTP Kima runtime. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I look forward to, you know, folks adopting and, and working with Kima Runtime. Thanks. That was our expert, Arthur, who talked about the latest innovations that are happening on the SAP BTP Kima Runtime. To read more and try out the features yourself, please refer our show notes. This brings me to the third and final segment of the podcast where we explore some of the roadmap items that will help your businesses run better with intelligence and sustainability at heart. To start off with SAP Business Application Studio, the upcoming feature will enable one-click deployment of the deployment artifact to SAP BTP Kima environment. Another item is that parsing a data source, such as JSON file or the result of an API call to generate a data model will be possible. This eases generation of data model entity from a data source and gives a supreme experience to our developers. Moving to SAP Analytics Cloud, the ability to import stories to SAP Analytics Cloud from line of business solutions like SAP Fieldglass, SAP S4HANA, and SAP Commissions will be possible. And all these items that we discussed are planned for Q2 2022 release. Also, very important point you should know that all forward-looking statements are subject to various risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from expectations. You are advised not to place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements, which speak only as of their dates, and they should not be relied upon in making purchasing decisions. To know more about other roadmap items, please refer our show notes. That concludes our episode number 81 of SAP Integration and Extension Talk. I would really like to thank you for tuning in and staying till the very end. If you were listening to us for the first time and there were terms like BTP, Gartner, Istio that are not clear to you, please let us know on our social media channels so that we can help you understand them. Plus, we are always ears to your feedback. So let us know what you liked, what you didn't, and most importantly, what you wish for in the next podcast. Sharing is caring. If you agree to that, 
please share the podcast with your tech friends and family don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and review you can listen to this podcast on various mediums like spotify apple podcasts to name a few with that i was your host god of day aka g reporting and recording from bangalore india talk to you in the next episode until then keep listening keep learning and keep growing cheers